Welcome to our second podcast discussing the election and potential impacts on sectors. I'm Patricia Bannon, co-portfolio manager of our disciplined equity strategy and head of equities at CIBC Private Wealth. Today we'll cover healthcare and I am joined by Jim Farrell, portfolio manager and senior equity analyst covering healthcare for, for CIBC Private Wealth. Jim, uh, maybe we should start with a Biden win. Obviously, this would have a pretty big impact on the health care sector, potentially. Can you discuss some of the most important and significant issues? So I think, uh, you know, Biden win is really been what's viewed as something that could change the healthcare sector and the outlook for some of the companies within the sector. I think more than a Biden win, I think what you have to also look at is what happens with the Senate. And so in a situation where Biden wins and the Democrats win the Senate, there's two areas that really draw the most focus. That's drug pricing as well as managed care. And so on the drug pricing front, I think you could see Biden push for, in the Senate, push for a most favored nation plan. That's where United States drug prices match those of the international markets. Uh, you could also see something where uh, the administration pushes for limits on drug price inflation. And then in a really extreme case, you could even see uh, the administration pushing the government to directly negotiate with Medicare Part D plans. I think all these things are a little bit tough to actually push through, uh, even in a Democratic Senate and House, uh, as it would require votes from, uh, you know, some some senators or some of the congressmen who aren't necessarily as uh, in favor of these measures to happen. Uh, and particularly those ones who are receiving lobbying dollars from the pharma industry or from those companies whose districts represent are represented by uh, people within the pharma industry itself. When you look at managed care, you know, that's potentially a bigger issue. And so while Biden has rejected a Medicare for all uh, position, you know, that was popular with the Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren campaigns, he has supported a public option. Now, the specifics around a public option are unclear, um, but in essence, it would be an insurance plan with lower reimbursement rates for hospitals. And in turn, those would require lower rates to those who buy those plans. You know, who's eligible, exact pricing, and who runs it are all unclear. Um, but I think at the end of the day, uh, these, this would be a negative for the managed care industry because it would either mean that you would have uh, fewer pay, fewer um, members within those managed care plans, uh, so uh, you know losing profitability in that regard, or you'd have a uh, members at sort of lower margins within those plans. Um, lowering the Medicare age to 60 is another potential um, thing that the Biden administration has talked about. Um, you know, but again, that could actually be tough to tough to officially push through because that'd be a big uh, increase in terms of debt to the government. So I think ultimately, you know, you'll see a lot of rhetoric and you'll see a lot of conversations about some of these changes within managed care. Um, but ultimately, it might be difficult to actually push any of these th things through because even with a Democratic majority in the House, you'll have a number of uh, a number of representatives sort of pushing back against these plans. I think if the Republicans win the Senate, even in a Biden uh, presidential presidential scenario, I think a lot of these uh, you know uh, initiatives around drug pricing as well as managed care, um, you know, certainly wouldn't go through. But on top of it, they might even have a hard time even getting you know much traction at all. Um, so I think in terms of that scenario, uh, you know, a lot of these drug companies and managed care companies would would much prefer to see uh, a Republican Senate um, at the end of the day, even in the event of a Biden win. So is it, is it pretty safe to assume with a Trump win, um, there are major changes? Yeah, I think, you know, you know if Trump wins the election, uh, you know, I think you can mostly expect the status quo. 
And so from a drug pricing standpoint, you know, while the president has talked about you know, lowering drug prices, I think that's a popular thing to say on the political trail. But again, it's going to be hard to implement a lot of these changes. Um, you might see something like lower co-pays for drugs or some smaller things at the margin. But when all is said and done, I think the drug industry, uh, you'd pretty much see the status quo in terms of uh, a, a Trump win in the presidency. From a managed care perspective, you know, I think that's a positive for the managed care sector. Uh, just because it sort of takes this debate off the table. I think, you know, at that point, uh, you know, President Trump has been very much opposed to Medicare for all or even a public option. And so I think the conversation just sort of ends right there after the election, if he wins the election. So as if this um, wasn't all enough to digest, um, with the passing of Justice Ginsburg, we have even more to digest now. How does this complicate health care issues? So the Supreme Court uh, is going to hear a case on the uh, on the Affordable Care Act in November, whether to uphold or strike down the Affordable Care Act. You know, before Justice Ginsburg's passing, it was widely assumed that they uh, the ACA would be held up based on how the votes would would play out in the Supreme Court. Based on you know the opinions of a number of legal experts, you know it sounds like the court still will vote to uphold the ACA when they decide that in November. Um, but, you know, n- nothing's ever for certain. Uh, you know, I think just in, when you look at the scenarios, if the law does get struck down, uh, that would be, you know, a little bit of a headwind for hospitals as they'd lose sort of this pool of patients that are currently insured as they would now no longer be insured. So that could, you know, impact their de- their bad debt levels. And then from managed care companies, you know, those who benefited most from Medicaid expansion would, would face the biggest headwind as, you know, they would lose a large number of uh, members that were covered. By that, by that expansion and coverage. Maybe just take a minute to discuss how we actually navigate the healthcare sector given this level of uncertainty. Sure. You know, across all our strategies, I think we really attempt to invest in companies that control their own destinies. And so those companies whose fortunes are determined by things like legislative changes, interest rate movements, or even commodity prices, um, you know, we, we try to work around those uh, scenarios and not be as, as reliant in terms of what those things, uh, how, those, how those factors can impact stocks. So while we can't completely avoid those factors, we certainly can attempt to limit them. So within healthcare, you know, what we really try to do is focus on companies that have broad product lines, broad geographic dispersion, so they're not overly reliant on one single country or product line. We're also looking at those companies have truly unique and differentiated products or services. You know, those are the ones that are much less susceptible to pricing pressure. And finally, we're looking at those companies that aren't subject to legislative changes. You know, ultimately, we think that over time, these companies control their own destiny, and that should provide a greater opportunity for upside within the stock price with a lot less volatility. Well, thank you, Jim, and thank you all for listening. And please be on the lookout for our upcoming podcast covering election issues and how they affect or may affect the energy and financial sectors. Thank you. For more on this and other topics, subscribe to this podcast and visit wealth.us.cibc.com. CIBC Private Wealth Management includes CIBC National Trust Company, CIBC Delaware Trust Company, and CIBC Private Wealth Advisors Incorporated, all of which are wholly owned subsidiaries of CIBC Private Wealth Group, LLC and the Private Wealth Division of CIBC Bank USA. All of these entities are wholly owned subsidiaries of Canadian Imperial Bank of Commerce. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only, and the material presented should not be construed as an offer or recommendation to buy or sell any security. Contents expressed are current as of the date of this publication and may change without notice.